0: Yeah, what's going on, man? It's me, Dom Sharp. I'm the host of the This is Why You Should podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, and the fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Don't Google that, because it's a fact, though. And I want to say a few words about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard, Anchor is the easy way to make a podcast. Let me explain to you real fast. Number one, it's free. And Anchor allows you to add and record your podcast right for your phone and laptop. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. You can make money off your podcast with no minimum listenership, so if you got 10 listeners, 20 listeners, 30 listeners, 40 listeners, 50 listeners, Don't no matter how many fucking listeners you got, you can make money off your podcast, no problem, it's everything you ever going to need to make a podcast, all in one place, so here's what I need you to do. I need you to go to your Google Play Store or your App Store and download the Anchor app today. Now, if you ain't got a phone or you ain't got a fucking tablet, you got a laptop, because how else would you be listening to this right now? I need you to go on your laptop and go to anchor.fm and create your podcast today. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. I'm telling you, I did it, so so can you. Let's get it done. All right. Okay, welcome back to an episode of the Listen Watch Podcast, the Home of Potty Mouse, the fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Don't Google that. It's a facto. I'm your host, Dom Sharp. It's currently 620 in the morning. It's the second time I'm doing this podcast. Because I really want I want to make this podcast right. I want to make it I want to make a good podcast here. Because it's something that's near and dear to my heart. And I want to make the make sure that I convey this message as smoothly as possible, right? So about an hour ago. I just got done playing 2K. I was on 2K. Um, I met a new friend on the park. You know, we got a few dubs together. And wh- and while I was playing the game, I start I start rapping this song. But I was like, who the fuck sang this song? Who the fuck sings this? Like who like where like where do I know this song from? Like it was a song <laughs> that I used to like sing when I was a kid. Now not like a kid, I was like 14, 15, 16 years old. I was like, where did I know this song from? So then That took me into like this deep rabbit hole of songs that I used to listen to when I was in high school Songs that inspired me as a youth So this is what this podcast is about It's songs and albums and artists that inspired me as a youth So I'm going to start this podcast off with this story So it was the summer 2012, I think Something like that And 1999 had just dropped Like 99 had just came out And if you wasn't outside when 99 came out, you won't understand this. But 99 was like all the rage in the streets. Like it was like all the shit. And like everybody in my friend group had heard it, that was the album to listen to. Like that was the one that you had to hear. And I vividly remember my homie Cam. I know Cam. Cam is a member of this podcast. He's not here right now because of coronavirus. I vividly remember Cam was like, yo, he called me on the phone. He's talking on the phone all the time. He's like, bro, have you heard this yet? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, I'm going to send you the link. He sent me the link. He might he might not even send me the link. He might just told me to look it up on YouTube. And I, I would look these guys up on YouTube. It was this group called 2080s. 2080s, they had a song called The Breakfast Club. It was about a five-minute posse cut with, like, four, maybe five or six different rappers on it. Everybody had, like, two verses, two to three verses. Every verse was, like, six to ten bars and shit like that. Just real, it was, like, some bars. Was like, everybody going back and forth. Niggas' verses was flowing into each other. It was, like, it was the, it was the, it was it was rap music that I liked. And I still like to this day. Like I like bars. I like shit that's like punchy to the point. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I remember it was a few guys in this group that inspired me. Like that like he not inspired me yet, but like I remember maybe inspired me. But I remember it was a few guys in this group at that, that when I heard him, I was like, I like these niggas a lot. So it was this guy Fonzie Mac, who now goes by email. It was this guy Kells, who still go by Kells and drops music every now and then. And this guy Julian Malone, and I remember after listening to those guys, I wanted to know more about them. So Fonzie Mac, he was like Fonzie Mac is probably the guy I stole the most from in my in my artistic career. Like I stole the most from him. Like Fonzie Mac is the reason I made my dad go to fucking American Eagle and Old Navy with me and buy me flannels. Like, I made my dad buy me math flannels. I didn't wear them yet, but I made him buy me math flannels. My dad didn't know why I wanted flannels, but I wanted flannels because Fonzie Mac wore flannels. Like, I thought it was cool as shit that he wore flannels, and I wanted flannels, and I stole that from him. Fonzie Mac dropped a song, maybe it might have been an EP called Octoberly. Like, I stole that phrase from him. I, dropped, I, dropped, I got a whole mixtape out called Octoberly. A lot of my friends that like, I came up with that. For a while, I thought I did too. Like, it was, like, at the, at the point in time when I dropped that mixtape, it, it stopped becoming a thing that I stole and something that I just, I lived. Like, my birthday's in October. Like, I love the fall. I love when the leaves change. I love when it gets cold. I love when you got to put a little hoodie on. That Octoberly feeling when it, when it becomes fall officially. I love that shit. So, I stole that from him because it was the perfect, was the perfect word to describe that feeling. Stole it from him like I stole so much from from Fonzi Mac. I want to give him his flowers because this guy has like a thousand followers on Twitter. He doesn't know who I am. I think he followed my old account before it got deleted, but like he doesn't he doesn't know who I am, but I but I know who he is. And I I took so much from him. He had a mixtape called 6 the the 621 theory. Right? I even know what that means. Like apparently uh F is the 6th letter in the alphabet and U is the 21st letter in the alphabet. And basically it was supposed to be the FU theory. Like I can see myself at the age he was, which I'm the age at now being 20 years old, thinking that was some smooth shit. Like I I see why at 14, I thought that shit was some swag. Like I understand that. I just, I just, I just, I think it's important that I just talk about these things because I don't think we ever talk about the things that inspire us enough. I think that we just, you know, we just, we just take it. We just take and never give back. Kel's, Kells was one of the niggas that made me realize the importance of a hook. Like, all them niggas had bars, but Kells was the, well, one of the few niggas in the group that like used hooks on all his songs. And he made me he taught me the importance of a hook. Julian Milano was just like the smoothest lyricist when I was 14 years old. The smoothest lyricist. Like, he had this song called 7 Million OG. And I still like I listened back to those songs today because like I said I went to a deep rabbit hole for listen to these uh, listen listen to this shit today, and I listened to this, to seven million OG today. I'm listening to this to the music. I'm like I still still these flows today. Like I still hear myself at 22 years old, eight years later, taken from these niggas, like just taken, like. And I'm not doing it maliciously or purposely, just that they inspire me. Like they like they help create a young content creator. Like they helped form who I am today. And I think it's important that I just give back to them. But because of because of this, I found out who they are. I wanted to know more. Like I just I was like, who the fuck is 2080s? So I would go on to YouTube and I would look up 2080s. Or I would type in their names, Kells, Malone, Fonzie Mack. And I would, like, try to find more music from them. And this led me into, like, really being immersed in the Chicago rap scene. So mind you, this is about 2012. Around the same time, Don't Like was popping off. Like, Chief Keith and Don't Like was popping off. So while this was popping off, like, the hood, the hood Chicago shit... I will listen to, like, suburban Chicago rappers. And this is something that all my friends will tell you. Like, I've always been the guy who goes against the grain. Like, that's who I am. Like, if y'all say y'all do this, I'm doing that. That's that's just who I am as a person. Like, I've, I don't know why I'm like this. That's just who I am. Like, if you say you like this shit, well, I'm going to find a reason not to like this shit. I just, that's just that's just how I rock. So, this was, like, the early stages of me doing this. Like, so, while I listen to Don't Like, I was listening to, like, suburban Chicago. Like, Shattown rappers, And I found out about Mad Niggas Like I found out about this guy Alex Wiley Alex Wiley had his album called Village Party I'm, Like next time next time The boys come in and, we do, and we do, like we do official Like listen to this podcast I'm going to play an Alex Wiley song of the week Because that shit inspires me Like I, I'm going to listen to Village Party for the next two weeks Because that shit was one of my favorite albums When it came out I found out about this guy Kimby X Kimby X had a song called Dollar Please let me tell you why Dollar Please was so impactful to me. Right. So the hook was, "Let me hold a dollar, let me hold that dollar." Right. It's funny because around the song, around the time this song came out, around the time I listened to the song, I was going to school. I was going to school. I was in high school. I was getting high, and every day after school, me and my friend group, you know, shout out to La, shout out to Doris, you know, we would like shout out, shout out here. We would like ask people in the school for a dollar just so that we can have enough money to buy a nick and a wrap. Like, all we needed was $6. If we had $6, we could break that nicks down. All of us can get high. All of us can have a wrap. You know, it was It was the goal. That was the goal every day. It came to a certain point where, like, people stopped giving the guys, like me, Tahir, and Last Dallas. We just endorsed that. We was like, Yo, no, no, Doris, Doris. a girl, they can't tell you no. They're going to give you a dollar. Like, that was our plan, and it worked a lot. It was, was it slimy? Yes. Was it shiesty? Yes. Did it work? Yes. Like, if it works, who does it hurt? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, well, that's actually hard. If it works, who does it hurt? It was a dollar, and that song like really resonated. I mean, at, at that time, because of 2080s, I fell in love with this guy, Martin Sky, another guy from Chicago. Like, Chicago, like, Martin Sky is the reason when I smoked, I only smoked the games. He had a he had a bar. In a verse where he says, Garcia Vegas is what I smoke, or some shit like that. And I was like, what the fuck is a Garcia Vegas? I thought it was like like some weird, like, you know, a cigar he was smoking. Like, I thought he just smoked cigars. But one day I walked into the store and I went to go buy my roll up and I synced it. It was so basically a Garcia Vegas is just a game. That's what they call it. If you look at the game rappers, I don't know if they still say I don't smoke no more, but if you still look at the game rappers, if you look, if you just look at the game rappers, it would say Garcia Vegas on them. And I was like, no, nah, that's what I want. I want to smoke a Garcia Vega because motherfucking Martin Scott said it was cool to smoke Martin Ray, uh Garcia Vegas. He said, nah, I smoke Garcia Vegas. And I was like, nah, that's what I smoke too then. That's how we carry it then. It's just because of, because of Kim giving me this one suggestion to go listen to this one group, I fell in love with a whole Chicago rap scene whole Chicago rap scene because of Cam telling me that I should go listen to this group 2080s I went and did a deep dive on all these artists it's the all their freestyles and eventually I landed on one freestyle video that had Mick Jenkins shout out Mick Jenkins had an album called Waters when I was in high school great album and Chance the Rapper like Chance the rapper nowadays is like one of the big names in hip hop. Some people I don't like his last album, the "I Love My Life Wife" album it wasn't that good. Honestly, I don't like I don't like most albums. I like Surf a little bit, but most of his albums after Acid Rap I don't enjoy. But it doesn't matter to me because Acid Rap is like inspired me. Acid Rap helped curate a young content creator. It helped curate my taste. It helped made me who I am today. Like, songs like Cocoa Butter Kisses. song like Cocoa Butter Kisses introduced me to Vic Menta Vic Mensa was cool as shit, but now Vic Menta is, like, the biggest dickhead in hip-hop. Like, is a point in the time when Vic Mensa was beefing with DJ Academics. Like, who would have thought that would have happened in 2013? I, sure enough, didn't. But that's what happened. Like, because of the, because of one YouTube search, I fell in love with a whole subgroup of hip-hop a whole group of people that was from this one point in time chance the rapper is like the biggest name to come out of there he's like the biggest guy to come out and he's still he's probably one of the guy that actually still makes music but that ass rap album then because of ass rap I, lo- I went back and listened to 10 day and shit like those those two mixtapes those two albums changed like it changed how i rap like because of that before, I was, like, trying to rap in, like, a deeper-toned voice. Because of that shit, I was like, nah, I'm leaning to into I got a higher-pitched voice. I'm just leaning into this higher-pitched voice shit. Like, my voice is higher-toned. I'm going to just go higher-toned. Because Chance came through with the ah, 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 you know where the L it was and just rapping high-pitched. I was like, well, I can do that. Like, my voice is already toned up. Why not just tone it up? You know what I'm saying? That's what I did. Because Chance the Rapper made it comfortable. He made it comfortable for me to do that. He made it okay. Going into like my 10th grade year, I remember vividly, it was December, Oxymoron and Because the Internet Dropped. Schoolboy Q's Oxymoron and Childish Gambino's Because the Internet were two of my favorite albums to come out. Like to this day, I still go back and listen to those albums like they came out yesterday and I listen to them. And I still am amazed by some of the songs on there. Like, Studio was, like, the big single to come off of uh, Oxymoron, I believe. And 3005 was, like, the big album to call. 3005 was the big single to come off because of the internet. But those albums were so much more to me. They were my soundtracks. Like, I listened to those songs all the time. Like, ask my dad. I had a speaker in my room. He would walk in. That's That's what would be playing. There's those albums. And, like, I know it's cliche to say this now because everybody loves, like, Donald Glover. Everybody loves Childish Gambino. But at that time, nobody loved Childish Gambino. Like, I was a Childish Gambino fan before that. Like, shout out to Cam again. Cam is the guy that put me on Childish Gambino. He did that. Like, I remember us being in middle school and Cam had listened to, I believe it was Colt-de-sac, and then he had listened to Camp. And Cam was like, yo, you, you should listen to the Camp album. And I remember his exact words to describe it to me. He was like, imagine if Drake could sing. Like, like, he's like Drake, but if Drake could sing, was his worst to me. And that sold me. I wasn't the biggest Drake fan at that time yet. Like, because, you, know, you know, Drake Drake, doesn't make music for niggas who don't get pussy. And I was not getting any pussy yet. So, I, of course, I didn't understand the emotions he was putting, putting on songs. But eventually, I did, and I started to love Drake. But camp was like my shit. Now, granted, Childish doesn't rap as much as he's used to, but these are, always, he was rap. he was rapping on, because of the internet, he was rapping on camp, song like 3005, and war star, are like songs, you can't deny, are like great rap songs, like regardless, like, th- like, because the internet, the way it was released, he changed the way, I thought albums could be done, like he dropped the whole, short film, uh, clapping for the wrong reasons, I still don't understand, to this day, I went back and watched it like a few weeks ago. I still don't understand the reasons behind clapping for, for, clapping for the wrong reasons. Like, I don't get it. Because of that album, I I want to write a script. Like, he wrote a script to go along with the album. And because of that, I feel comfortable saying, I want to write a script. I want to write a screenplay. I want to write a show. And not only did he do that, about five years later, he actually went out and got a show made. Atlanta. It's on FX. Granted it's not that good of a show I get that But he still got it done He still got it made Because of him I feel comfortable saying these things I feel I feel I feel like it's not a stretch I feel like I feel like it's it's an achievable goal Because Shouters Gambino did it It changed It changed how I view content And the creation of music And content period Schoolboys Q Oxymoron Is one of those albums Like everybody did this that year. I bought maybe five. And I was already like a snapback guy. I was really into snapbacks and shit like that. I was really into hats. Now I'm in dad hats and like beanies and shit like that. I always been a hat dude. But because of that album, that actually More album, I went out and bought like four or five buck hats. Like I bought mad buck hats. I I haven't wore a bucket hat since the album came out. But because of that album, because Schoolboy, Q wore, because, because Schoolboy Q wore a bucket hat, I thought bucket hats were cool. And I went out and bought a whole bunch of bucket hats. If you've seen a nigga walk around with a bucket hat today in 2020, you're like, this nigga's crazy. Why the fuck he got a bucket hat on? Who does nigga think he is? But in 2013, that wasn't the conversation. 2013, niggas was like, oh, that's a bucket hat? Oh, that's swag. It was the, It was the weirdest year. The weirdest fucking year. I had a tie-dye bucket hat I had a bucket hat that was interchangeable It was black on one side white on the other side I had two different hats I would just flip it out day in and day out Eventually the white side had got like Yellow because I was sweating it But I, I eventually just came as a, a black bucket I think I gave it to my, to my man Ring But I had I wore bucket hats because of Schoolboy Q Which is like so weird for me to think about now Just like the weirdest shit And I remember another album that, like, here's a story here's I'm not making up to you. Here's a story that I'm not making up to you. So, my gym teacher, shout out Mr. Fresto, my gym teacher in middle school, Fresto, he had a song with Kendrick Lamar and J-Rock. I'm, I, like, you can look at it up now. His name is Microphone Tone. Look up Microphone Tone, look up microphone tone. Kendrick Lamar, a song pops up. Got a song with J. It got a song with Kendrick Lamar and J. Rock, and because of that, everybody in my middle school became big Kendrick Lamar fans. So I was listening to Section Eighty when I was like thirteen in middle school. Like Rick and Morty was my shit. Like Rick and Morty might have been like my ringtone to wake up to in the morning. That like that might have been my alarm. It was it was it was that it was that impactful to me. But my favorite Kendrick Lamar album up until that point and around that time was Overly Dedicated just because of the intro like the heart part 2 it might the heart part 2 was my favorite song of all time at a point it was like the song when i was feeling down when i was feeling happy when i was sad i was when i wanted to cry that's that's the same emotion but that was the song that was the song i went to was the heart part 2 cuz i felt that shit i felt the shit he was saying on there i think it's i think it's so weird another here's here's another thing i I've, i i listen to a lot so J Cole's J Cole's truly yours too. That came out like that came out the spring right before Born Summer dropped. So that was like 2013, 2014 around there. And I remember I got in. I had I had my one and only fight with my dad. Um, I came home late at like five or something like that. My school Trizzy was about to start working. I walked in, strode in, high as a fucking kite, high as shit. Just strode in the house My dad was like Where was you at? I was like I was downtown Which was like That was my go to line Back in the day I, would just, I just said I was downtown And I wasn't lying Most of the time But like when I was downtown I was downtown getting high Like if you from Philly You know about Rittenhouse Square Rittenhouse Square you, Rittenhouse Square was the spot Where all the high school kids Did their drugs Like all of us rats, That's where we went to did our drugs I went, over, I went in there, smoked weed, niggas did coke, niggas did acid, niggas did shroom. That's where everybody did their drugs at. That was the spot to do your drugs. We always did drugs, sat on a ledge, and talked all day. That was the spot. So I came home late, and my dad, me and my dad got to a scuffle. He was like, where is you at? I was like, I was out. He was like, you're not growing. I was like, I think I am. And then he tussled me to the ground. Now, I don't think I really lost this fight. I don't think I lost. I don't think I won either. Cause all he did was just toss me to the ground, sat on me, and was like, "Nah, nigga, was good." You know what I'm saying he. I I guess that's. I guess I guess that's a W for him. I guess. But I remember that after that, he kicked me out, and I went to live with my mom down 56th Street for a little bit. And I remember for some reason, if you live from Philly, for for some reason, the L train to the Broad Street Line is like way quicker than a bus to the Broad Street Line. It was way quicker, so my ride to school was was way faster. And I remember, like, listening to Truly Yours too, every day going to and from, to and from school. That was like, like I used to, I used to like when, the, when the L came up from 48th Street to Forty Sixth Street and it and went like above ground. It was like the L was elevated now. I remember like the beat on Cold Summer dropping, and like looking out the window, seeing the sunset, and I thought, this is beautiful. I remember thinking these things. I remember Scissor dropped Scissor dropped Z around that time. Only found out about Scissor because Scissor had a song with Chance the Rapper called Child's Play, and that was my shit. Because of that song, I listened to Scissor a whole bunch, like a whole bunch. And because of that album, I found out about Isaiah Rashad. Isaiah Rashad he had an album called The Sylvia Demo. Now here's the thing about Sylvia Demo: this was the like that Piff days. It was a, it was it was a mixtape. That album had like five different versions out. It was different versions that had different songs on it, different orderings of the song, different arrangements. But I, I found one that was like the arrangement I liked the most, where like the song flowed the best. And that was my shit. Like the Sylvia demo was one of the albums that made me realize, no, I can rap. Cause I can do what he does for sure. Like I can do that. Like it's like some of these songs I'm naming, like especially from the Chicago niggas. Listen to those songs now. You don't. There's nothing special about them. Like there's no immaculate flows. There's nobody with immaculate penmanship on them things. Like I feel like at 22 years old now, I've written songs that are way better than shit that they put out back then. But it's because when I listened to them, it was so impactful to me that I'm like, I, I still feel enamored by these niggas. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about. It's crazy. It's just, it's crazy to think about these things. I don't know. These are just things that inspire me. I know it's I know it's cliche to say now, like everybody loves Tyler Creator, but Tyler Creator was just like one of the biggest inspirations in my life. Like I remember when the Bastard album came out. I remember that. I remember listening to Tyler Creator thinking, oh, so I can say weird things? Like I can say weird things on records and people won't judge me? Like I, I can do that. Like, Tyler, Tyler Creator, everybody knows his line. He said, I'll rape a pregnant bitch and tell my friends I had a threesome. Like, that's an actual line from Tyler, the creator. Like Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Creator once said, life's a fucking movie and we're all just fucking props. Like, that's what, Tyler Creator is the guy that told me, like, oh, I can say, because when Bastard came out, what was that? 2000, 2011, 2012, something like that? 2010? When you go back and listen to that era of music on the radio, it was just everybody was making pop rap. Everybody wanted to be radio friendly and family friendly. That was like the the genre of rap I was that that was I was existing in. So to hear Tyler Creator be counterculture like that and just be like, nah, I'm gonna be weird and I'm gonna say what the fuck I want to say is crazy. Like I go back and watch the the infamous Tyler the fucking Tyler Creator on Hot 97 when he freestyled over uh hard over over fucking hard as a motherfucker with Peter Rosenberg. You listen to that shit now. It sounds so dumb. It's so dumb and so stupid. But I was like, nah. If I ever go to radios, I'm never going freestyle seriously because Tyler didn't freestyle seriously. Then he broke that rule and freestyle seriously like a few year, uh, uh, a fucking few years later. I remember him doing Sway with fucking Jasper in the back in a floral hoodie, not freestyling seriously at all. And I never thought I was going freestyle seriously because Tyler did. Like, I thought freestyling was dumb. Like, why do you need to freestyle? I still think freestyling is dumb. Like, if you can write a good verse, write the good verse. Don't try to come up with some bullshit on top of your head if, that, if, if that's not what you do. Write the verse. I don't know. I think the point of this podcast is to say, I think that the reason we make art is to inspire others. Like, not just others, but people younger than us. Like as an adult, I realized that there's not enough hours in a day for me to consume all the music, all the content that's in the world. I have a job. I have people to worry about. I have loved ones I need to talk to. There's not enough time in the world for me to actually do these things. Like quarantine has given like the quarantine because of the coronavirus has given me the time to do that. But still, even still, then is not enough time in a day. It's never going to be enough time. So the only people that really would have enough time would be high schoolers, would be children, would be people who don't have the responsibilities yet. So when you make art, you got to remember that the guy, the person who's going to be consuming the most of your content is going to be some 16-year-old kid. I tell Cam all the time, whenever I make music, this the only person I'm thinking about is that 16-year-old kid whose life I'm going to change because of it. That 60-year-old kid who's going to hear a line in my song and is going to relate to it. That 16 year old kid who's going to hear that song and is going to feel the emotion behind it and is going to make him want to, like, it's going to inspire him to create something great. The same way Fonzie Mack inspired me. The same way Julie Malone inspired me. The same way Alex Wiley inspired me. You know, my avi on Instagram says, be who you needed when you were younger. I think it's important that I always be the person that... I would have looked up to when I was in high school like I know for a fact 16 year old Dom will love 22 year old Dom I know that for a fact 16 year old Dom because 22 year old Dom is doing everything that 16 year old Dom would, would like would want to do before I gave up on like wanting, in on, like before I gave up on school my dream was to be a, a, like a sportscaster I wanted to be the guy that called basketball games, and football games. Now, I don't do that, but I am talking into a microphone right now. Like, I'm talking to a microphone and giving my opinions and giving analysis. 16-year-old Don would think this shit is so swag. He would be like, yo, you do that? Like, you actually got a podcast? It's crazy. Like, 16-year-old Don would appreciate that. Like, I know. Like, 16-year-old Don would like a lot of my songs. Like, 16-year-old Don would like my song, Two Step. He would like that song. Like sixteen year old Dom will like like will like my album. Like he will like it. Like six sixteen year old Dom will appreciate October Lee. Like he will like these things. And I know he would because that's what I would it when I was a kid. I think it's important as a content creator that not only do you create what you would've it's not only create what you like now, but but create what you would've liked as a kid. Now granted, your taste change. And I'm saying I'm not saying like when I was... when I'm In 2012, when I was in high school, you know what I'm saying? I'm not rapping on any of those beats that was hot in 2012. No. I'm not. Fuck that. That shit was... It was, uh, it was a terrible time to rap over beats. But in the spirit of that... In the spirit of that style, I still do that. Like, I got the... The oomph that he would have liked. I got the edge that he would have liked. I just think that it's important that we always... You know, let me let me play this game with you for a second. Shut the fuck up. Shut, up. shut up. Shut up. Shut up, listener. I don't know what you're doing, but shut up. If if you were in your car, put your car over right now. If you're on Scepta, which you shouldn't be because we're in quarantine, get the fuck off Scepta now, cause you nigga, you got the Rony. But close your eyes right now. Just close your eyes. Think about this. Think of all the things that you liked when you were sixteen years old. Right? Think about the things that you thought were cool when you were 16-year-old. Now think about you now. Do you do those things? Would 16 or you, if you can go back into a time machine or 16 or you had a time machine and he came into the future and he saw you, would he be proud of the person you that you have become or would he be saddened, would he or she be saddened by the future that he has to look? Look forward to like which like which reality are we living in here? Like that's that's that is the question you need to ask yourself. Because what's the point of making art if not to inspire others? For vain, for fame, for money. Well, that's not good art. All my all my favorite artists, they make money because I make make money. All my favorite artists, they, they make art because. They want to inspire somebody. They want to talk to somebody. They have an idea that they need to express, and this is their outlet to express it. I think it's important that we give the people that we looked up to flowers, and then we continue to pass down those flowers. We continue to pass down those teachings that you gained from them and give it to the next generation. So, yeah. Yeah. That's the point of this podcast. I was just thinking about shit that inspired me when I was fourteen, and fifteen, sixteen years old. I just thought about those things. I was like, "Where are these guys? Where the fuck are they now? Like, where? Like, do they exist still? If they don't, well, let me make a pot. Let me talk about them. Like, somebody should. Somebody should talk about them. Because I know I'm not the only person that heard these names before. And like, because the Breakfast Club video got a hundred thousand views. So I know I'm not the only person that saw that shit. So you know, just. Think. Talk about the people that inspire you when you when you were a kid and continue to inspire now. That's the message of today's podcast. It's currently six fifty in the morning. This podcast, this podcast should be out and should be in your Spotify. If you're waking up to listen to it now, you're welcome. I'm not waking up to three o'clock to tweet it out, so you won't hear it at three. But this has been another. This has been another episode of the list is why you should podcast. The home of Potty Mouse, the fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Don't Google that, it's a fact though. I'm your host, Dom Sharp. There are two things that every human has. Opinions and assholes. I'm so happy to be an asshole with an opinion. Thanks for listening.